0: The first camera I ever had was a Polaroid. I told that story already. So what, monkey butt? I like to be thorough. Besides, this story isn't about the camera. It's about a murder, two of them, actually, on a dicey, icy road in the middle of the night. It's a long way from Smallsville to anywhere else in the world. Little boys grow up to be big boys. The smart ones paid attention in science class, Styrofoam, diesel fuel, and a splash of orange juice for a better smell. I'm not giving away any national secrets here by saying it's not equal parts. It takes a lot of styrofoam, but napalm causes this sticky mess that burns forever. It's a quick fix. A backyard barbecue meant to burn to the bone. You'll have to dispose of the bones, though, afterwards, and that takes some time because it takes a while for them to cool off enough to touch. If you really want a body gone, gone, and don't want to be bothered touching anything later, fill a plastic tub of some sort with Coca-Cola, drop the pieces in and cover it, set it, and forget it. Coke will completely dissolve bone and any metal hardware eventually. Coke in a jar with a lid, drop in a nail and an egg, come back in a couple of months and see if they're still there. They won't be. I paid attention in science class. It comes in handy when I'm doing private work in my clean room. Like now. "'Are you going to be all day with that?' a voice says from over my shoulder. "'It's Andy, who doesn't have the stomach for this sort of thing. He's a glorified pimp with seedy underground connections. He's pressuring me in his way to hurry up and finish it already, worried this job might be taking its toll on my psyche. "'I can come back,' he says, "'when you're through.' Offbeat and quirky, standing erect in his black-and-white penguin suit, he's not sure why he was sent here to interrupt me in the first place, or if it's safe to be in the same room with me. In some ways it's not, but I don't let him know that. Cancer's a bitch. We've all got to die from something. I got mine from the toxic fumes of the burn pits, depleted uranium, and too many years of sucking in marlboros. Lung carcinoid tumors, they call them. Stage two. Six months, they said, but that was almost two years ago, and I'm not showing any signs of slowing down my people-to-do list. This latest elimination job was Andy's competitor, a pretender more than anything who looked to grab up one too many of his contacts and had to go away. I drop one leg in, then another. Legs aren't the hardest part, even though they're heavy. The hardest would be the torso, but once it's hollowed out, It's not so bad, either. "'You're not going anywhere, Andy. Sit down,' I tell him. I turn around, set a blood orange on the table, and hold out a hand toward the empty chair next to the table. Andy sets his briefcase, filled with what had better be full of my money, on the floor before taking a seat and clearing his throat. "'I've been keeping in touch,' he says. "'That's good. And what have they been saying?' I ask him. "'Stay the course.' he replies, and he can tell by my less-than-enthused look that this isn't news I want to hear. What do you expect? You can't rush these people. The room is as sterile as an operating room. It's all white, except for the dark-stained wood table and black and chrome chairs. The furnishings don't exactly instill warmth in the place. The room's cold, like me, and I like it. Behind me and to my right is a stainless-steel industrial-sized mixing bowl. It's three and a half feet tall and a little bit more than two feet across at the top. It's emitting a scent that can be best described as extra-sweet orange-scented pine saw. With every breath I take in, my lungs tell me I'm being a dumbass. Next to the mixing bowl is a blue plastic trash can with what's left of a little Mexican hit-woman who used to call herself Gwen Dia Muerte,